feel like I was born for this I can't see myself in nothing more, I'm convinced I cannot rely on nothing else to get me high I've been doing this so long, it's keeping me alive Got my heart in this so much, it's keeping me from dying I don't know what more I gotta do to make them feel me Anything you think you saw, don't compare to the real me Once I show them the real me, they turn into my enemy Dog, I know that I found my lane, I put it in overdrive I know I don't think the same, you can say that I changed my mind I ain't befriending no more haters, ain't listening to the Yo, 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 what's good, what's happening, we back, time is vibes, bro, you know what it is, it's your boy Chris J, glad to be back, got the boy, Chaz Vibe, yes sir, how y'all doing, it's been like, it's been like two weeks, we do this every other week, it's been like two weeks, I know, legit feels like a full two weeks, it'd be that way, but uh, before we start the episode, we gotta plug you guys on what's going on so of course make sure you follow you tweaking media on whatever platform you listen to us on spotify soundcloud apple podcast all that good stuff if it's a podcast uh network i mean a uh, platform we're probably on there check us out but we also have merch you tweaking merch you tweaking media merch is available now on teespring so get you a t-shirt a hoodie if you're a woman, we got merch for you, uh, for you, you as well. Specifically, if you just want the shirts to fit nice and comf- comfy and fit it, you know how y'all like y'all stuff sometimes. If you got kids or even a toddler, we got clothes for toddlers too. So and get a face mask too because COVID is very freaking real out here. And cover your goddamn mouth with you tweaking media right there where your mouth is supposed to be on your face mask. So make sure you get the merch and also it's thirty percent off as of. Till further notice, I'm gonna pretty much give you guys an idea until probably next week. 30% off, and I might change it to something else, but that's for Black Friday, Cyber Cyber Sunday, and all that week. So, excuse me, but make sure you uh get your merch and all that good stuff. So, you know what it is. Uh, and also the promo code is UTM30. So, UTM30, get 30% off on your uh on your merch. But um, let's go ahead and get into it. Uh, been a while since we recorded, but it feels like. But at the same time, it don't. Uh, right on schedule, honestly. But uh, what, like we start every episode, what we've been listening to. And as we was starting to, uh, as I was waiting for Chaz to uh, join the call, uh, I saw that No Ceilings 3 dropped. And it's out on youtube in that piff i feels very 2010 if you know what i'm talking about but and it's probably not going to get released on spotify it's probably not going to get released on apple music probably not even on title who knows but uh because sampling and he's rapping off other people's music, and I highly doubt that he was gonna get all that clearance. But uh, listening. Oh, I mean, I I didn't. I forgot that the the first no ceiling was like kind of like, low key. Yeah. So. Uh. But, uh I mean, yeah. he should just do like the dedication stuff, like. Wait, the last dedication he did was like dedication six. I think it was six. I think he's on seven. Ain't he on seven? I don't know. That nigga got a lot of freaking dedications, but 
But yeah, so uh, I was listening to, I think I'm 15 songs in, and I'm going to keep it real. I probably skipped six of the 15. And it's primarily not because of Lil Wayne himself. It's the features. <laughs> I'm just like, it's, uh, yeah, it's, it's the features. It's like he, Wayne is actually rapping his ass off. On some of these songs, or so, or they're really like good songs, but uh, either I listen to his verse and I cut it off. But if I don't hear his verse and the feature, dude, because once again, this nigga likes putting niggas on, which I understand is a really nice thing. But my nigga, if them niggas is ass, I don't want to hear them. So I think it was on Church, Hoodie Baby, Euro, and some other niggas on there. I think I heard one of them three niggas first, and I cut the song off. So it was just me that way. Look, man, I just don't want to hit them niggas. Like I just <laughs> don't. That's <laughs> I, nostalgic. I really... Nostalgic. We used to skip to Wayne first. Yeah, but I also was just like, look, if I got to do all of this, then that means I it's just not worth it, you know. So it's like an automatic skip, unfortunately, but. uh but when I do hear Wayne, he actually sounds, he sounds really motivated, really motivated. So, which is good to hear, like actually really good to hear. Cause it's just like, he's at a point where it's just like, and not to say that he, he's not ever motivated no more, but it's like a different type of energy. It's like with Jay-Z. I know when Jay-Z is trying to be serious and when Jay-Z is serious when he's rapping and not, and he's still good. But it's also not their level of good, and I hold Wayne to that same standard. Like if you mentioned, like on the previous episode when we give Wayne his flowers, I can be very critical because I put him in that conversation with Jay Z. He's there to me, so I'm gonna be a little bit more critical. The same way I'll be critical of Jay Z, I'm like, yo, that shit was ass. It be that way sometimes, or and when I say ass, it's different standards. For his standards, that's got to ass to me. It is what it is. But I'm only 15 songs in. And, oh, it's only 20 songs. Okay. But uh, it's decent. Like, the Drake and Wayne songs fire. Like, Drake got cleaned the hell off. Um, Probably, I don't, I don't want to say he washed them. It was about equal. But Drake rapped for most of the song. So, I don't know whose song it is. Uh, <laughs> Drake effect. It is. Um, the song he got with Thug is decent, and I don't know who the fuck is Little Tune, but he wasted a. That was probably the worst feature so far. It is like when you listen to it, you'll probably know what I'm talking about. But uh, uh-huh. you said what? You said what? I feel like I heard yeah, I don't know who the fuck Lil Tune is, but that that little nigga need to stop rapping. Um, but yeah, overall solid so far. Like it is a few. I skipped a few times, but it's primarily because of features. But uh, but yeah. So uh, that's one thing I've been listening to, and that's just literally right before we started recording. Uh, I've been on a Fifty Cent G Unit uh craze the past couple of weeks. It was super freaking random. Uh, I listened to Get Rich or Die Trying fully, and 
that album still sounds so good today. Like it's truly a it's it's a prime example of a classic album. Like that is such a fucking good album. Uh, get rich or die trying. Okay, I just lost Chaz, so I'm gonna just keep talking till he come back. But um, in the midst of what I'm talking about, but like I just been such in a G Unit phase, Fifty Cent phase mm-hmm. lately. It's super random and weird, but um. Like, it's such a good album. Like, and I think, honestly, in terms of, like, albums, let me pull up the damn track list for Get Rich or Die Trying as I'm talking. Like, from track one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. First eight, honestly, the first ten songs is strong-ass songs, like, a strong first ten for any artist. And that's ridiculous when you think about it, when, I, when you think about Get Rich or Die Trying. Then, like, even the final uh nine tracks even though they're more like uh club more catered towards the club with him just doing random shit like pmip was a strong single at that time like my style with tony yayo was decent polo rich was decent 21 questions still hits to this day there's three of you there's two chances on in the zoom call right now but now it's one uh don't push me with lloyd banks was fire uh gotta make it heaven was fire wankster Solid. You not like me was decent. Life's on the line. Decent. For like, it's probably only like two, maybe three trash songs on Get What You Die Trying. Like such a freaking good album. Like still a great album. Like it deserves to be referred to as a classic, but not just any classic, but like legit one of the best. It's probably still the best debut album ever for any artist like it like it's up there like the only thing that might be in conversation is good kid mad city but uh it was listening to get richard die trying i know meg dropped her album i didn't really listen to it no shade towards her i just wasn't really in the mood uh and i know pluto and baby pluto deluxe dropped uh (laughs) which was decent as well some of the deluxe songs should have been on the original album itself but but yeah, like that's what I've been listening to lately. So you go ahead. Uh, I actually lagged out or whatever. I don't know if you noticed. Yeah, I noticed. Um, I I just kept talking. Okay. But yeah. So hopefully it doesn't happen again. But um, what I've been listening to, uh, I've been listening to obviously the um, Pluto, baby Pluto. It's really cool. My uh favorite song is. My two favorite songs is Marnie on Me and uh, Moment of Clarity. Both uh, Moment of Clarity. Uh, I've been listening to a lot of Kid Cudi lately. Like, I went back and I listened to Kid Sea Ghost and Freak. Cudi Montage is it's Um, Amazing song. Um, then I went back and listened to Passion, Pain, and Demon Slam. I was like, whoa, this project is crazy. And so, Swimming in Light has been on rotation uh, a lot. I went back and listened to, uh, what is that? Um, Life of Pablo. And I forgot just, well, not forgot, but, well, yeah, I kind of forgot just how much of a perfect 
body of work that was. Like, Life of Pablo was cold. And I had to go back and re-listen to it, and I was listening to, uh... What song is that? What song is that? I was listening to... No More Parties in L.A. And just how that sample was flipped, it was just insane. That's been on rotation. Um, I did take a listen, kind of take a listen to um, uh, Megan's album, but I didn't finish it, obviously. But uh, good news, I like Crybaby. That's called. Uh, movie was decent. Freaky Girls was decent. Shout out to Sister. Uh, I think that was it that I can remember. But I'm gonna finish it. Uh, other than that, I went back and listened to my um my first mixtape, my very first mixtape. So I was so far away, back when I was calling myself Ever Real, and it was it was extremely cringy. But <laughs> I realized when I made that mixtape, it wasn't for like people. It was really it was really for me to come back six years later and like listen to the things that I said and a lot of stuff that I kind of like foresaw you know what I'm saying um because the theme that was in So Far Away one of the themes was you know me being in this cocoon like I think I said in like two songs like being in this cocoon and like you know just preparing to be birthed into a new person you know what I'm saying? And, you know, I'm getting ready to release this album called Durag Season, hopefully. At the latest by the end of January 2021. But <clears throat> one of the three current themes in that album is that I am a new person. Like, I am not the same person anymore. Partially due to that crazy edible trip which I went on about a month ago. <laughs> but I'll just decide. It's crazy how this album that I'm from, my first album I'm about to drop, compared to my first mixtape, they, it's crazy how they kind of mirror each other. You know what I'm saying? Like, it was, it was very interesting. But um, other than that, I think that is all I've been on. Oh, I went back to listen to the talk to Josh out. Uh, Jesus Walks is definitely my favorite song by Kanye West of all time. Um, that's just like a perfect. Perfect, 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 perfect song. My favorite album by Kanye West is Graduation, of course. Uh, but I think that's uh, I think that's about it. You said that's it? Yeah. All right, cool. So before we uh, get into the rest of the show, it's actually the anniversary of My Dark Twisted Fantasy was last week. And to a lot of people, that is probably. Oh, I went back and li- I listened to that too. I went back to listen to the the whole project. Yeah, like that was last. That's the ten year anniversary. Yeah, the ten year anniversary of that project. And I'm gonna keep it real. I didn't really listen to this album in fully in whole until I think the following like. Honestly, like two years, like two years after it dropped, mm-hmm. and that was mainly because 
I hated Yeezus. I hated the album. I still kind of do. Like, I won't say I hate it now. It's aged where I could appreciate it more because literally Kanye was ahead of his time with Yeezus, shot Travis Scott. Um, Jesus, the on-site black skinhead, I am a guy, new slave, hold my liquor, I'm in it, but I don't leave, your trips, send it up, balance it. It does have good, like literally, Jesus is like one of, it's just the sound of Jesus that bothers me more than anything, but at the time, but everything else, you know, we'll, we'll talk about that for another day when we do Kanye appreciation, but, um, but literally my twisted dark fantasy, my beautiful dark twisted fantasy, my fault, literally, Probably in terms of just overall experience, sound, it's like probably Kanye's best work to me. In terms of just the overall experience of like, okay, like production, he was in his bag. Lyrically, shout out to Common and uh, Pusha T. Uh, and Jay-Z, I guess, as well. We'll give him some credit. But um, but like Rick Ross, Rick Ross, Rick Ross, Rick Ross too. Probably some Nicki in there too. Probably some Nicki oh, based yeah, off that's, the time that's, frame. That's what so, Nicki. <laughs> so yeah, we're giving a lot of credit to who helped with the uh, with the writing process. So that's why, like the whole experience, just like everything, I feel like Kanye was in his bag. We also have to give Amber Rose her credit because she broke that nigga's heart and it became this. And also his mother, I think his mother passed around this time too, right? I think his mother passed around this time. So it was just like, it was just a, just with everything going on with Kanye around this time. And I know stuff to say, especially, if, I think it is around the time when his mother passed. And he broke up Amber Rose and all of this. It led to like this. Because Dark Fantasy, decent, gorgeous, probably... Mm. Can we sit there and say this is probably a top five Kanye beat? Hey, top five Kanye beat, top five Kanye verse. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Cuddy Kid, Cuddy on the, on the track, though. Cuddy I was on there. Prime Cuddy at that. Prime Kid Cuddy at that. I feel like this is a top five Kanye song. Gorgeous. It's in there, yeah. too. It's, it's up there with the, with the beats, bro. It's top five. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Power was one of literally gets played off to this day. That's literally Kanye's the, uh, Illuminati the YouTube videos. Oh yeah, that, that, this was prime. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to Google bring that up later, but literally that power literally that video for power was the Illuminati YouTube conspiracy theory and we will get to conspiracy theories later on this episode by the way. But uh oh, that's right. literally that was the example of like, hey, if you thought the Illuminati was real, you you hated the power video. You Man, hated it. They went crazy. They broke that video down. I swear. Man, look, that's crazy. It was, but power literally is like Kanye's royalty forever song, where like he's going to get paid forever. Well, at least hopefully, in terms of you know his music's uh, his uh, master situation. But he's going to get a check for power and sell capacity because it stays in video games. It stays in movies, TV shows. So, like, Kanye's going to see a bag forever off that song. What uh, video games have uh, power in it? Saints Row. It was the theme for Saints Row 3. Oh. Yeah. 
it was it was I, never the, had it, three. I didn't know yeah it was the, literally the theme like if, if you was to go on youtube find the commercial the trailers for uh saints row 3 power was in it mm. but yeah uh all of the lights all of the lights was a moment by the way <laughs> that was a moment like that yeah, was he truly, it off with that one from we got that's Jay-Z. all we're not Jay-Z. we got um you thinking of uh, remix? Rihanna. Rihanna. Yeah, Rihanna. Like the remix had uh, other niggas on it, but like, gee, I love all of the lights. G. it just—that's one of them yeah. songs. Like I remember in high school, that was like one of my pump me up songs leading up to football and shit, like football oh, games. Yeah. I was a good pump me up song, but just that was legit. This is a another probably arguably another top five Kanye song, maybe top five. Top ten guaranteed, but definitely in the top five to me. So, all the lights is another good song. Rihanna got off on that song. Monster, whoo! Monster was just a man. That was a vibe. Look, that was a vibe for real. That was truly a vibe. And also, I it was that another- video. That video got banned. That video was never. They didn't. It was. They didn't put it on YouTube. They took it off. For real. Yeah, it's like they take it's like they, it was on there and then it went off and they put it back on and then it went off again. I don't think you can find it now. I'm gonna try to look for it. I'm about to, I'm checking right now. That video was like rated R. Like they was like dead naked bodies in the video. Oh yeah. Like, so. Let's see, Monster Kanye West. Wait. I think it's an unofficial person, who knows? I ain't about to touch it. But uh yeah, it's like it's not officially on there, but I think somebody has it on there. But I do remember the video being very graphic for what for its time, especially. So, but a great Jay Z verse. Rick Ross got clean the hell off, and it's one of Nicki Minaj, Nicki Minaj's most iconic verses. Yeah, like that. That that this song kind of really I wouldn't say it put Nicki on because Nicki was already way on. But it elevated her because she held her own with Rick, a prime Rick Ross and Jay Z. This is prime, prime Rick, Rick Ross. Ross. And Jay-Z. Really yeah, like she held her own. I think it's this is the actual video too. Mm, okay, it might actually be. If you want to check it out, go ahead. Yeah, this <laughs> yo, <laughs> yo, this video is wild. Yo. Let's just let's let me just say this. Kanye West was was in his creative bag with his. Who directed whole project, this? Does bro. it say who directed the video? Nope. Okay. I'm just curious because I want to know what kind of cocaine and hallucinogens that nigga was on. Who, who directed the monster video? Let's see. Um, Colin Tilly. I feel like that dude directed a lot of videos around that time. Yeah, hold on. What else did he direct? Because I feel like Colin Tilly did a few music videos. White Boy, of course. Of course a white boy would do that shit. Um, Let's see. What did he do else? Um, He did Anaconda. Okay. Um, Another Round, Fat Joe. He did a lot of shit. Um, he did body. He did. Dang, he did Megan Stallion's body song. Oh, okay. And let's see. 
Um, he did a lot of Justin Bieber. He does a lot of Meg stuff. Um, he did. Bro, she is dead, and they stuffed her under the. They stuffed her under the the uh, cushions in the couch. Her body just like hanging out. This video is wild, bro. I love it though. I love it. Wow. Once again, also Monster is another uh prime Illuminati conspiracy theory video <laughs> as well. Oh, they they didn't even get to touch this video. They would have went. They would have lost their. <laughs> they would have lost their mind if they seen this video, bro. I swear, they did. I'm I'm pretty sure Monster's up there too. That's when they said Nicki Minaj part of Illuminati. That's that was her intro song. Uh. Next, we got so appalled. So appalled was fire too. Jay Z got clean the hell off. That's from another. So that's another top five beat, bro. So appalled. That yeah. beat is nasty, bro. That it is so like if you are rapping, like if like in terms of rapping, that's a, a strong ass beat, G. In terms of just like the rap off on. Uh, you rap on that beat, you gotta kill it. You have to. <laughs> it's Shout out to Tiger. Tiger did this beat. He did uh, yeah. Tiger did do this. He got off too. Yeah. Yeah. He went crazy. Tiger went crazy. And like, I, this was back when Tiger gave a damn about rapping before Rack exactly. City. That's exactly what I'm saying. Like, Look, it's two different Tigers. It's pre Rack City and post Rack City. Two different Tigers. Different niggas. So, but yeah, Tiger got off on there. Uh, then Devil in a New Dress. It's probably one of the greatest Rick Ross verses ever. Yeah, shout out to uh, J. Cole. J. Cole did just be justice. Jay-Z did, did do it as well, but Rick Ross's verse is just more iconic, G. Like, oh, yeah, Ross, yeah, Ross that clean on. Ross did his thing. Especially uh, when you think the song going off, and then Ross, Ross just, he's on up in that hole. Exactly. He, like, he snuck in the studio, told Kanye, hold on, I got this. I yeah. love how Devil in, in a New Dress, even with the video too high, goes right into the Runaway. Yeah, like it's, it's, that's it's perfectly set up. I like yeah, that. I definitely agree. Uh, but yeah, Runaway was decent. Was, was a decent runaway, track. That was. That uh, was uh, you know how you know there are those certain songs on the project that just stand out and not put them on the map because he already on the map, but just like. That staple song, you know what I'm saying? Run the Runaway was uh Runaway with that song. I feel like on this album, Power and Runaway was those two songs. Like the yeah. real like staple songs. You know what I'm saying? When you think of my beautiful dark sister fantasy, you think of power, all of the light, runaway. And monster. Like, and monster, yeah, and monster. Like, it was the first songs that pop up because they was just the most, they stood out the most. Yeah, I definitely agree. And then, like, even the the last four songs I really don't really care for. <laughs> I really don't. I like Hell, Hell of a Life is Cool. Hell of Life is Cool. Okay, well, but... Hell of a Life is Cool. Blame Game was I. Right. Lost in the World grew on me. I ain't gonna lie. Uh, who was surviving America? You know, Kanye was on his first talk to the people. Yeah. yeah. But in terms of a 14, 13 song album, which is once again when you think of a thirteen song album nowadays, now it's like damn, that's it. But <laughs> but at the same time, G, this is a strong and like how I was talking with Get Rich or Die Trying, 
it's a strong like one through nine strong one through ten honestly you want to throw it in there but strong songs where it's just sit there and be like damn g like this is why like i feel like it's probably his best album it's definitely a classic it's legit a classic i was one of those people that didn't give it his credit to after Jesus, but uh it's it's it deserves the praise it deserves the praise that it got last week when it, uh it dropped it's legit his best album to me and it still sounds good today yeah like it still yeah. sounds good today which is one of my huge deciding factors of is it really a classic but well it's not a my a huge deciding factor but it's a big factor for me cuz some shit just age poorly it just it be that way but um but yeah so respect <clears throat> but respect to Kanye for dropping this greatness you still uh you still have coon tendencies, but it be that way sometimes. I ain't mad at you. All can be forgiven sometimes. But you still made my dark twisted fantasy, my nigga. You still made that shit. Uh, let's go ahead and move on. Uh, so we had an epic, very epic versus battle this past week. Uh, shout out to Gucci. Shout out to T.I. I mean, I, I mean, Gu- I mean Gucci and Jeezy. You gave us some quality, quality entertainment. And I appreciate you niggas for that shit. Because, whoo. And just the lead up to it. It's just, it's, it's just, it's funny because you could tell who, who was allowed to listen to uh, different types of music. And who was, who was forced to listen to the radio all day. Because how I looked at it was, it was niggas who who I could tell, and it's thrown some shade towards my cousins. You niggas wasn't allowed to listen to uh shit outside the radio or what was on one hundred six in Park. That was that was what y'all grew up on. Why like like me and probably a few others, we was allowed to listen to other niggas. Our friends was able to put us on to music, and we love Gucci, and you niggas love Jeezy. There's nothing wrong with that. Also, the hoes, for some odd reason, love Jeezy, but, hey, y'all like bald-headed, milk-dud-ass niggas. It be that way. But me, as a Gucci stan, and at once upon a time a Jeezy stan, I still have respect for Jeezy to an extent. He's still a fuckboy. But Jeezy, Gucci, Gucci himself grew, uh, hit me in a different, differently. And it's not because I was like one of them niggas who was out in the streets. Because literally to say that you was out in the streets and you, for you to appreciate Gucci more is cap. Because I was playing goddamn video games at the crib and I felt Gucci more than I did with Jeezy. It's just Jeezy made trap for the mainstream and Gucci made it for like niggas. You know, so uh, it was very, it was a fun versus though. Uh, your your thoughts on the verses in itself before we break it down a little bit. Um, I really enjoyed how Gucci just showed up to be disrespectful. Yes, yes. I really enjoyed that a lot. Um, I felt I that. expected no less of Gucci man, and I he he was in his element. He was having fun, and that's cool. That, that that's always nice to see. Yeah, um, I could. If, yeah, I definitely agree. But I do feel like it was a decent. I feel like it was a really good verse. It wasn't like one sided. It was like you know you had like, like you said it was the the Gucci fan, Jeezy fan. It was dope. It was it was a nice little. It was nice. Uh, 
nice little rivalry type, you know what I'm saying, intense type of verses. Yeah, I definitely agree. Uh, yeah, like, I wholeheartedly just enjoyed it. Uh, Gucci literally knew his role was to be a entertainer, and he was that. He legit was there to entertain, put on a show, and also let people know that, hey, I really just don't fuck with this nigga. <laughs> and he really didn't. Uh, I'm still trying to find a damn list of songs of, that they played so we can discuss that. Excuse me. Uh, what the hell is it? But, well, I can't really find it, but. There was people who were saying, and this is, I think this verse is really, really showed that they kind of have to make rules on, and well, I wouldn't even say have to make rules, but they kind of make it more clear on what dictates what wins and what doesn't. Mm -hmm. Because people like throwing the, what Jeezy has more hits, which yes, it's true. But also if you look at Billboard and Billboard pointed this out in these people that dictate what's a hit or not. Gucci has more hits. More hits all together. Because he was featured on songs. uh, And featured on Billboard more. So, how do you argue that? But also, just because a song is a hit don't mean I like that song. Or it was actually a good song. It just hit. It hit to to the, at least to the public. Let's put it that way. So, like, when some stuff like Jeezy, I expect, like, yeah, that's a really good song because, hey, that, that, it hit. But some shit with Gucci, I'm like, nah, that was just a better song to me. It'd be that way. Mm-hmm. Like, and that was just one thing that was really frustrating because people would just say, well, I know this Jeezy song a lot more and it was a bigger song. But I'm like, nigga, did you not hear that song? Like, gee, like, I, what song was it? I forgot. See, that's why I really need to find a damn, like, what songs played. Because it was something we sit there and be like, gee, like I heard it was more. I grew up on more Gucci songs being played in parties than Jeezy songs. That's right. Plain and simple. Like I wasn't outside. Like I wasn't in the clubs when TN101 came out. I wasn't. So I'm pretty sure uh, some of those songs hit in the club. But it was some Gucci songs where I just sit there and be like, hey, I remember I was in somebody's basement, somebody's garage, somebody renting out uh, some building, and I was getting jukes to that song. I don't have that many memories with Jeezy. Do you? No, I can't imagine, you know, that type of environment with Jeezy. No, it's just some shit just, you know... (laughs) I don't know. I mean, you could party to it, but it's just like, Gucci was the song that you played for the party. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Or even just for casual listening, too. So, it was just, I think they could do a better job of at least saying, like, hey, just because, and I, I finally found the damn list, but, like, of just saying, hey, just because it's a hit don't mean it's an automatic win. It's probably a few hits that Jeezy has that was automatic, and like one and some, one of them is put on uh, yeah. the Triple Dot intro. Um, I'm look since I'm finally looking at it. Go crazy, which is fire. 
uh, and they know remix. Oh yeah. But even then, with some of those like Gucci play like songs that just I was like hmm, matched up well. Uh, also, yeah, I'm a dog. Yeah, people were saying bottom of the map was better than I'm a dog. I'm like fuck you. No, I'm a dog. I'm a dog. Got me, got me and my friends sent to in-school suspension. <laughs> we were singing it in class. Like, gee, that was a mood, gee. Like, uh, yeah, exactly. Like, it, I'm a dog was like the verbal version of the uh, the thing Shawn Michaels used to do that gets you in trouble. Oh and yeah, I, I suck it. <laughs> yeah, DX yeah. <laughs> suck That's it what I'm a dog was dude. like. Yeah, I don't know why teachers just hated that song. <laughs> they, they hated us singing that song. I don't know why, but yeah, that was a mood for real. Yeah, definitely was. Um, I'm trying to see. People were saying, I think I love her. Couldn't beat standing ovation. I was like, nigga, y'all is tweaking, G. I think I love her was a, was literally an anthem. I think I love her. Exactly. Exactly. That was that that was the thing, bro. Um Gucci and Jeezy were different in the sense where, like you said, Jeezy had more of a mainstream presence. You know what I'm saying? But Gucci made more music that we just kinda we kinda like built a culture around, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like growing up, like I was like in like far as back as far back as I can remember it was fifth and sixth grade, I can remember, like, first really hearing Gucci, and then from then on, and then, like you said, like, all the songs, like, you know, just, like, anthems, you know, they're like, hood anthems, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I definitely agree, like, and maybe it's just because of the age difference, but even then, both were present around the same time. It was just Gucci really didn't hit the mainstream until maybe 09 maybe around 09 ish i guess when he kind of hit mainstream maybe 2010 guaranteed but i definitely know he really didn't hit mainstream like he was still very like low-key unless he was on mixtape shit and like i remember in high school like i didn't get put on the gucci until like sophomore year of high school and niggas was putting me on the like uh like the first song somebody put me on was I'm a dog. And I was like, yo, this shit fire. And then it was like a few songs with Gucci. I'm like, oh yeah. And then around that time, I think Jeezy was to me at least starting to fall off. Like, I know around that time, I think 2008, 2009 was when the recession came out, which is what put on put on my president black and all that was on was on. So it made sense that though, like that kind of still was relevant because my president, Black Obama, was elected. So, but even then, when I think of back on that album, the only song that comes to mind immediately was "Put On." Yeah. So for me, it was just like, yeah, I get it, but I was starting to really mess with Gucci heavy. Like, we was exchange like, this shows, this probably gonna show my age at least and our age all together, but we was freaking Bluetooth and song, Gucci songs to each other. 
like, gee, oh, yeah, I used to do that. Yeah, so if you know, you know. But like, <laughs> yeah, that was, that was, like we was literally if Gucci came out with something, somebody would be like, hey, I got him. Like, yo, let me hear it. Hey, Bluetooth that shit to me. We was on that, yeah. G. This is before freaking uh, you could just email a track to somebody. We was Bluetoothing tracks to each other, G. So, but point is, that's just how me in high school was. Now, I don't know how it was for niggas in college. I don't know how it was for niggas in their 30s who was still in the club and shit like that. But we was fucking with Gucci in high school for me. And so, and like, we was messing with him heavy. Like, literally, you could walk into the lunchroom, somebody playing some Gucci G. Somebody's playing photo shoot. Somebody's playing brick. Somebody's playing a shirt off. Like, Gucci was being played G, in some capacity. And then once he hit mainstream, that's when I knew more people started fucking with him. And it's kind of comical when you think about it. And But at the same time, that's when Jeezy started kind of... His, his mainstream-wise was just, to me, musically started falling off. That's just how I view it. But uh but yeah, so let's go ahead and talk about when uh the real the real fun part of the whole battle when that nigga Gucci sat there and played the truth. <laughs> Look, man. Uh my neighbors was like going crazy. That, and the thing is, we was waiting for him to play this. We I think everybody was waiting. And also it was just funny because people and this goes to show, like, Jeezy's fan base of niggas who really just don't know the shit that they listening to or at least or at least pay attention to what goes on musically and stuff. Because it's people that didn't know that Jeezy and Gucci had beef. And it wasn't just over music. Well, it was technically over music, music I mean. Because Jay-Z told Jeezy, I need you to get so icy on your track. And Gucci told that nigga, fuck no. And Jeezy felt the type of way and put... A 10K, I think it was $10,000 on that nigga head. So, with that being said, somebody was dumb enough and allegedly, dude is associated with Jeezy, tried to approach G- uh, Gucci, and he got smoked. And Gucci buried that nigga in some forest. <laughs> if you, you want to sit there and tell me and this is why also I really rocks with Gucci because literally he's he's a real nigga in and out at that time. Like he he was a nigga that didn't care. Like it was almost a different rumor about some of the evil things that Gucci did. Like allegedly he threw a woman out of a moving car. Literally. And I think he rapped about it in a song, but I think he it was legit he was almost arrested for it. But he legit murdered a person in self defense because Jeezy put a bounty on that man. Technically more on the icy chain. But if you was going to try to rob him, some people were stupid enough not just to try to rob him because I think they just knew what he was about so they just tried to murder him. Mm-hmm. And Gucci did the right thing in self-defense. But in the proceeding of this, during the midst of their beef where there was so much back and forth, mainly primarily on Gucci just getting this nigga to clean up out the paint, and the truth, he tells him, A, go dig your partner up because he doesn't have shit to say. And I think that is probably a t- in, up there in very disrespectful diss track lines. 
to that's tell somebody, go dig your five. mans up. It's definitely top five. That's no Vaseline energy, if you ask me. Like, that is very fucked up to say. The go dig your mans up. Go. He told him, specifically, dig your partner up. Like, so, when the fact that he not only performed the song, he made sure he emphasized to say that verse. And then proceeds to say, smoking on that pook, uh, what's dude named Pookie Loke, or whatever his name is, which for one is a very horrible thug, a uh, gangster name. Horrible. It's very West Coast. For that to be an Atlanta nigga name, it's like, damn, bro. That's effed up. But, say, smoking on that nigga. Which was hilarious, cause I'm like, come on, G, and then told Jeezy, if you send send some more, I'ma send them right back to you in the box. Wow. Legend, legend, and to me, win or lose, Gucci won off that alone. I don't care. I don't care if you had Gucci down nineteen to one. He won solely because of that. Because the only thing that led to that was Jeezy turned to Hank Hill saying, I tell you what. I tell you what. And then had the nerd sit there and say, we're doing this for King Von. Nigga, you don't shut the fuck up. <laughs> this has nothing to do with King Von. Oh, man. Don't don't put Ch- Chicago in your shit, bro. Please because don't. if this was two Chicago niggas... It, it, and it's really unfortunate I have to use, unfortunately, both are not on this earth no more. But if we was to put King Von and Duck here, it wouldn't happen. It's, it just wouldn't happen. It no. wasn't. What they had on went beyond music. It went beyond street shit. It, it, it literally was personal. So you telling me that literally... And even though this, it took them like 10 years to even look each other in the face, but Gucci knew what he was on. He's not, He didn't forgive that nigga. He's, that, that nigga was there for a bag. He was there solely for the bag. Because literally, if you, I'm going to put it like this. If a nigga put money on my life, I don't care if it's five fucking dollars. For one, if it's five dollars. If I'm only worth five dollars and a nigga tried to kill me for five measly dollars... I will make sure to, uh, I'll call the police let them know I just murdered a man because exactly. he tried to kill me. I'm calling the police my damn self. <laughs> let them know, like, yo, this dude tried to kill me for a freaking... I'm, uh, to him, to, I'm going to literally tell them what happened. He came up, talked to me, said, hey, I'm doing this for $5. I'm like, bitch, you're going to die. You, you, you're trying to kill me for a Maxwell fucking Polish, nigga. No. Love to do anything for clout, man. Clout chasing ain't no price tag on clout chasing. That's very true. But um but yeah, point is y'all really want that man uh Gucci to be nice. And he, that's the furthest thing from him. Yes, has Gucci gotten his life together plenty of ways. Very much literally he's a whole new man. But when old Gucci pops up, it is a sight. And this was a sight. Because literally, literally, he he knew what he was on. He wanted to do this, and I respect him for giving us grade A entertainment, G. Grade A entertainment, because he didn't have to do it. Did not disappoint at all. 
at all. So shout out to uh Gucci man, uh and Jeezy as well. Uh, but I to me, if you want, like after I thought about it for like a week, and I even didn't even say on social media who won. Gucci won to me. Gucci won. I don't care what nobody cool. say. Gucci won. Solely because I'm giving him four extra points for playing the truth and two extra points for saying smoking on that Pookie Loke pack. He didn't have to do that. So shout out to that. And Jeezy lost negative five points for saying we're doing this for King Von. Don't involve Chicago legends to your bullshit, my nigga. Plain and simple. Do better. Love yourself. And also, uh, Jeezy uh, did drop an album, and that shit flopped. And I want your thoughts on that. Before, after the uh, the verse. After. Hmm. Strategic. It's strategic, but it also flopped. Because how do you drop an album, and you're still very hot in the internet's eyes? People talking about, oh yeah, Jeezy this, Jeezy that. And your album still flops. And nobody else dropped that week. This album wasn't in the nominations for the Grammys, was it? Hell no. Nah. Oh, we gotta talk about that actually too. Uh Renaissance the Recession Two. Oh Lord. Here we go. The ghetto. That's what I mean. <laughs> I didn't listen to this whole album. I thought I heard a couple songs. They got Demi Lovato on this album. Ass. That's just surprised me. I love Demi but I didn't expect to see her on the Jeezy album. Come on, man. Come on. Man. <laughs> um, I mean, he, you know. He got raw from Almighty Dollar. Yeah, Can't go wrong with his raw shoes. Yeah, like I ain't mad at it. Like it's it's whatever. But but point is though, it still flopped. While you was peaking, in in terms of your name being around, your album still flopped, and that's a shame. It's just a shame to me, but. Um, let's go ahead and move on. Let's talk about, I really don't give a damn about talking about Grammy nominations because literally the Grammys, it'd be most time be out of touch as niggas, but, uh, the Grammys get worse and worse every year. It's like, it's like to some people, they just can't get it right. And it's hilarious. It's like very hilarious because it's just like, no matter what people feel like they just don't get it right or they're just unhappy. And just the funny thing is, and also me, this is, I'm just going to throw this out there. It is very much possible for you to uh, get a Grammy vote. It's very easy, honestly. It's because in Columbia, I took a, was it my music business class? It was my music business class. They talked, it was some white boy came to visit, talked to us about the Grammys. And he said how easy it is to just really go ahead and get a Grammy vote is just, it's just they and they really want younger people to be part of the people who vote. It's just also the fact that it's still a lot of out of touch people, old people, in in those rooms. So 
throwing that out there. Um, it's, I forgot the exact site. But the main thing that got people really riled up is best rap album. And most of the time when it comes to best rap album, um, pretty much the thing when it comes to best rap album is definitely the one that they don't get right. But this year, it's like they base best rap on, on best traditional lyrical rap album this year. Because the nominees are Black Habits by D Smoke. I don't know who the hell that is. Alfredo by Freddie Gibbs and Alchemist. One of it's going to be in my t it's top five rap album to me this year. By the way, to people, uh, a written testimony by Jay Electronica. Shout to all those great Jay Z verses. Uh, King's cool. Disease by Nas. I actually enjoyed this Nas album, and the Allegory by Royce the Five Nine. I don't listen to Royce the Five Nine. I respect him as a rapper. He's a really great rapper, but that's just I don't have time for that shit. So. If you see the habit, I mean the uh, the the trend here, very lyrical, rapidy rap niggas. Even though Freddie Gibbs leans more towards the the gangster side of uh, rapidy rap in a way, most of these are rapidy rap niggas. I don't know who D Smoke is, but I'm gonna assume he's rapidy rap. But uh, people are offended, and me personally, I don't really care. It's just hilarious. Because, but at the same time, it wouldn't, it would make sense. And even though I'm not a fan of this album in itself, and they be very clear, I don't hate Lil Baby. I like Lil Baby as a rapper. It just, he had the most overrated rap album of this year. But I still believe My Turn should have been nominated solely because of success and numbers. I think it's one of the few rap albums to go platinum this year. The only rap album maybe to go platinum this year. So that in itself oh, is a feat. So it has the mainstream success. And I feel like that getting snuffed is very disrespectful towards Lil Baby. But it be that way sometimes. He'll probably get nominated another year. Um, But your thoughts? That's like, like I said, the Grammys get worse for very like um I don't know I don't think I don't think they don't judge it based off the culture you know what I'm saying like the consumers mm -hmm. you feel me their criteria and how they vote for these songs and everything it's, it's not how it's done in like other award shows you know other award shows they be, it'd be kind of like you know what I'm saying, wishy-washy as well. Mm -hmm. But at least it's more like everybody's kind of on the same page. You mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? I feel like when it comes to the Grammys, it's always like, what? It's like a surprise. You know what I'm saying? Like a disappointment. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's weird. But I feel like there was a lot of stuff that didn't get any credit that should have definitely... Oh, Roddy Rich um, album should have been nominated for Best Rap Album too. Um, weekend wasn't even nominated. Weekend wasn't nominated altogether, which is a huge crime. That's that a huge crime. Like, I think I think Blinding Lights was like the number one song for a decent amount of time. Yep. But 
He wasn't nominated for anything. Like, what the heck? Yep. It's like a lot of work these like artists is put in is like being overlooked. It's like, dang, not even nominated? Like, what the heck is going on? What is going on? Who's voting? Who's going to vote? I don't know, man. That doesn't make me feel some type of way. Like, wow. Yeah. I mean, a lot of these, a lot of our favorite artists, though, don't really care about the Grammys. I mean, they there really was a point do. in time where the Grammys was like, yo, you know what I'm saying? Like, people was like trying to, you feel me? But like now, it's like, that's not, that's not something that it's like prioritized yeah you know what i'm saying yeah i definitely agree it's kind of bogus because if you look back man kanye west grammy speech was like legendary that mm-hmm. was a grammy speech right you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. wayne winning a grammy for carter three crazy drake getting his grammy mailed to him like they was like COVID was going on or something it was crazy but still but like now it's just, I don't know it's just yeah I definitely agree um is I think it's what you say it's just they they not in tune with the culture but I feel like over the years we they've like I think ever, especially ever since uh Macklemore beat Kendrick for best rap album of the year people really woke up to the Grammys and just how full of shit they can be. Because yeah. they just don't get it. They it's not and like sometimes it's based off mainstream success, sometimes it's based off other stuff, but it's just like at the end of the day, if you're not at least nominating the right people or the right artists or even the right piece of work, it's like, yo, what the hell? And like I said, it's no shade towards D Smoke is no shade towards J Electronica. Is no shade towards the other uh Royce the Five Nine, but it's also like yo, it's part of it is also like hey, is these guys these these people have better mainstream success than this person did? Why is it not getting that type of love? Why is it not getting that type of respect? And it's yeah. really offensive, especially in terms of rap. Weekend is just a crime in itself. Like he's one of the big. He, I think he's arguably the biggest mainstream artist to to drop this year. And not even like the hit the hit song on there didn't get nominated. Blind Lights was played everywhere. Everywhere. Like, and, like that's a crime. And if I'm weak and just like I'm really hoping more and more black artists specifically start taking note and be like, you know what? F the Grammys. Like, yeah, it was once upon a time dope to win a Grammy. And still, it kind of is at the end of the day because it's like, hey, it is still one of the highest achievements in terms of like music as an artist. Yeah. So it was just like, hey, but also, we, as a whole, and this is this goes for just not artists, but even us, the fans, the critics, have to black critics specifically. We as a people have to do a better job picking up our shit. Yes, we may clown the BET Awards, 
But at the same time, that's for us. Yes, we may clown the BC Hip Hop Awards, but that's <laughs> still for us. Yes, we well, not don't ever have a problem with the Soul Train Awards. So that's cool. But our stuff, we those are three award shows off the top of my head that I know we have. We have to do a better job at making those seem like the places that we need to be at. And that also goes for the biggest artists in the game to show up to these events because Drake, it would be, it would mean a lot if Drake showed up to the BET awards. It would mean a lot if Beyonce and Jay-Z stayed at the BET awards. It's not one thing to just be there and perform. Stay. Please. Nicki Minaj, show up. We understand that literally sometimes niggas be on bullshit. Okay, but okay. Guess what? Be there. It means a lot. It do. It it just does when we see the superstars of the game show up to these events. Because then it matters more, especially to those fan bases. Who probably who are some of the most some of the most toxic fan bases of the internet. The Beehive, the Nicki Minaj crew, uh the, us OVO niggas, you know, it, it would mean a lot to see them show up to those events. If Beyonce showed to the Soul Train Awards, G, oh my God. Come on now. Literally the the, the simple fact the Soul Train Awards come on freaking on a channel that you legit have to pay extra extra money for is a fortunate in itself and literally yeah. that, that's a crime because the soul train wars be really entertaining when i do catch it really entertaining so those are some of the things that i feel like that we need that we need to do is bigging up those award shows big and making sure applying pressure to even though like trying to apply pressure to Beyonce, Jay-Z, Drake, and Nicki, those type of people, it's like, <laughs> they don't mean shit. But at the same time, it's like, it would be helpful. It would mean a lot. It would mean a lot to BET. Because the wild thing is, the BET Award, since BET is owned by Viacom, it's going to pop up on MTV as well. It's probably on like three, three four different channels. So it's probably for the best in its time for us to big up our own shit. It's not and 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 people saying make our own shit. We do have our own shit. It's called put money and put effort and viewership into our own shit at the end of the day. And I just need us to do better at that. We do watch the BT Awards, but put it more in a positive light, you know. But what was you about to say? Well, I was just agreeing with you on saying it, it takes all of them. Yep. So it is what it is, man. So, but uh, but yeah. So shout out to uh Freddie Gibbs. Hopefully he wins that Grammy. Freddie Gibbs or Nas? Let's put it that way. One of them too, because they deserve it. Nas doesn't even have a Grammy, and that nigga made Illmatic. Think about that, man. Think about it. Uh, but. Let me find this uh the hip hip the hip hop conspiracy thing. Today is the um today is the anniversary of Michael Jackson's uh danger. For real? 
Damn. Oh, no, no, no. It was yesterday. Sorry. No. Well, it's still close enough. Uh, let's see. Where is... This is my favorite song on that one. You said what? I said Dangerous has my favorite song on that, which is Remember the Time. Oh, yeah. That, that, that's that's heat right there. Oh, I'm trying to find that damn picture. The video is so legendary. He came in so smooth. <laughs> it killed everybody else. <laughs> Dude literally swallowed fire. <laughs> they said, throw him to the dump. When Michael Jackson came in, that bitch smooth, boy. He was, sort of was captivated. I swear. Why my man's just standing there just watching, like, hey, bro, what you be on? Like, <laughs> what, what you talk on? about, remember the time. Exactly. What time you know, are you, you know talking him? about? <laughs> Get your man. Get your man. Please. All right, so I found I found a picture. So, rap conspiracy iceberg. So I found this on Twitter, and it was just seeing this was just hilarious as hell, because just the amount of conspiracy theories that did have that take place in rap is hilarious. And before we end this, we just want to end it with a funny ass laugh. So it's like one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight different tiers. Of this damn iceberg. I'm going to send it to you so that way you can look at it as well. But. I got it. I got it. Okay. But some of these. <laughs> some of these are just wild. So in the first tier. uh, Hip hop police. I think that's. I still say that's very true to this day. To this day it's still very true. Uh, And when you think of hip hop police. Some of those moments include. A lot of stuff that happened to N.W.A. When they were coming up, um, Tupac, uh, they say the hip-hop police killed Biggie and Pac. So that's a theory in itself. So shit like that. Uh, oh, yeah, Snoop Dogg was a victim as well. Some will argue Lil Wayne, but that nigga had a gun in New York. You did that to yourself, my brother. I'm sorry. Uh, but yeah, those examples of hip-hop police, I believe that's really true. Uh... Drake being an industry plant. I still oh, feel like man. that's huge cap. Like I Drake I just, was industry plant. You said what? That's cap. You said what? No, I said that's cap. Yeah, it is. Like and and literally you may say we're biased because we both rock with Drake heavy on this uh podcast. But at the end of the day, I the reason why I feel like Drake is not an industry plant is solely because the map is just that nigga had the perfect rocket behind his back, and it involved Lil Wayne, the support of Jay Z, and it was not going to get no better than that. It just happens exactly. the nigga be, happens to be light skinned. He's black and Jewish. Guess what? It be that way. But that nigga's the furthest thing from an industry plant to me. Um, I feel like I feel like Glad TV being FBI is not it's not far off. That's true to me. Well, if <laughs> not FBI, like the cops. No, no, I really no. Matter of fact, he is the FBI. I think, he, I think Glad, Glad TV the feds, man. 
Like he the fans. He is the fans, G, because it's just <laughs> nobody. Just the shit that he knows is scary. Like if like, you actually just you listen to that? how he just talks, listen, it just acts like he asks very specific questions. You know what I'm saying? Very specific questions. It almost sounds like interrogation. Yeah. Because you know what I'm saying. He's he's really trying to strategically pry into these you know the information. Yeah, and look, when that man, he's going to ask you about that night. <laughs> you know the night I talk about with you and cousin <laughs> heading home, heading to, uh, back to Isaiah career. <laughs> he's going to ask you about that. Oh, yeah. I'm going to bring up some names. Like, look, man, I'm going to keep it 100 with you, bro. I ain't talking about none of that. How do you know that dude's name in the license plate number? Who do you know? <laughs> like, I don't Is even that know that license plate freaking uh, Nardwar. You said what about Nardwar? I said either Vlad TV or Nardwar. Either one of them. I thought Nardwar with the feds, too. I feel he like, yeah, he he's kind of fatty, but he's like, he's the good cop type guy. He, he's going. He's like going to. Yeah, he's not going to give you information though. But I feel like if they threw him a big enough bag, he'd probably he'll get the information. <laughs> he'll get the info. He's too fun. You know what I mean. Uh, Tupac's still alive. That's that's not a conspiracy. That's a fact to me. I don't give a fuck. That's a fact. Tupac is alive. Yeah, too, like this, uh, Tupac's whole quote unquote death is it's freaky. It's eerie. It's, it's crazy. The, the the doctor who was supposed to autopsy his body freaking retired. <laughs> Just coincidentally, <laughs> Tupac died. Oh, you should retire. Okay. All right. Um, Bye. They didn't. They didn't have Tupac's body for the funeral. You, for just, you don't see Tupac. Tupac's body. Mm. It, it was none of that. Be, mm. uh, Biggie, obviously, it was a parade. It was a parade for Biggie. Exactly. So. But look um, up anything about Tupac's body. You can't find nothing about Tupac's body. <laughs> you barely find anything about his death. About afterward, like, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. After, nah. after. Yeah. Freaky stuff, man. Freaky it's stuff. very weird. Very weird with I that I think it's auntie or somebody is in, uh, somewhere. Yeah, I wanna uh, say Cuba, what's, what's that like woman's Cuba, name? Uh, uh Asada Shakur, Asada, yeah, yeah. She's uh she's banished from America, like she's stuck in Cuba. Yeah, like, yeah. If exactly. she w- if Asada was to ever step foot in America, it's an automatic ten stars. GTA six stars. <laughs> Literally automatic. It's not even you're not even getting a, a six. You're getting ten. <laughs> Who knows? Automatically what? know where you are. Like, how do y'all know that I'm? How do y'all know I'm here right now? How did you know that my my boat literally entered U.S. soil and I was there? Like, explain that to me. <laughs> I need I need an explanation. Like, but yeah, um, so we think mafia Satanism is hilarious. That is, if if we had day trouble on this podcast, he'd probably break that down because he he strongly believes that Juicy J and Three Six Mafia are demons. So. <laughs> Oh my god. 
Like, gee. I think they they broke that down, but I forgot what they said. I mean, Me they too. broke down three six mafia, like the name and everything. But I still I think a, a minute ago. Yeah. Uh, Sierra has a huge dick. Is wild. <laughs> That's funny because. This is, I think this is like fourth grade for me when that, when that happened. Whenever Sierra first came um, out, niggas were saying that she was a trans. Very nostalgic, though, because Sierra had some good music, and I remember my sisters listening to it. Um, yeah. But I, yeah. I, 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 I wasn't with it, though. Yeah, that with. was one of those weird things. Like, they were just like, oh, man, she's a big, and I was like, um, that doesn't make sense to me. Yeah, I'm like, <laughs> okay. But uh, let's move on to the next tier. Uh, the favorite, my favorite one in this one is Suge Knight AIDS needles. <laughs> <laughs> um, I feel like I feel like that's not that's not. They, I'm not arguing with that. No, he, yeah, he I'm, gee, I believe that's true. <laughs> this nigga has an AIDS needles. Can't convince me otherwise. That nigga literally gave Easy AIDS. G he. He showed that nigga easy. He said, hey, bro, you either going to sign this contract or I'm going to make you sign it, G. Or you getting AIDS. <laughs> Stop him like, up with me. And like, then he confessed to it on live TV. Exactly. He did. So <laughs> He gave the whole breakdown on live television. I mean, he didn't blatantly say, he, hey, I shot easy with AIDS. But he basically said, hey, I shot easy with AIDS. <laughs> like... You can't convince me otherwise, so I'm not exactly. arguing with nobody. Uh, what else we got here in, in the second tier? Oh, uh, Gucci Man died in a prison. Okay, look. The Gucci clone. The Gucci clone. I feel like this huge cap, because each time, like, yes, some niggas get out of jail, and they just get their life in order. Gucci was in jail for, like, five years of his life. Five years when he could have been making way better music. And not to say this music's Five trash. Five years make you think. Five years make you change, man. Exactly. Like, the man had enough time to literally say, you know what? I could have been making a lot of money because of my dumb decisions. Meanwhile, my chick is out here holding me down, making freaking what you call it. Let me get my life in order. So once I get out of jail, I can make some money. Make good music, make money, get in some businesses, and he got himself in order. And also, when you kind of stop doing it, probably the type of drinking and drugs he was probably doing, your face is going to change too. I mean, you get three meals a day, and then do a bit of workout and do other stuff. Exactly. Like, I, I'm, I'm highly against that. Uh, another thing that's funny on here is the Rockefeller body count. I don't know what the hell that means. I'm about to look that up right now, cause I'm I'm just curious on what is the Rockefeller body count. Rockefeller, demonic. I really <laughs> hope not, cause if it like that means Jay Z and it was killing niggas. Let's see. Yeah, Memphis Bleak. Murders. Let's try this. Rockefeller murders. Yeah, I don't see nothing. Yeah. 
I don't see nothing about this, so I don't know what the hell. I, look, I'm a, we need we need an old head. If you was if you was very present during the prime Rockefeller era, we need to know what was the Rockefeller body count. Feel free to message us or tweet us on Twitter. Uh, the next uh one. Uh, Tupac lives with the Navajos. Are we in the third tier now? Yeah, we're on the third one, the third tier. Tupac lives with, with the Navajos. That would be hilarious. <laughs> it would be. <laughs> I feel like, I don't know. I wouldn't be surprised. Like, gee, just, just the image of Tupac chilling with Indians is hilarious as hell. Hey, Tupac was that type of dude, though. Like, you can't really put it past him, though. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know. Who knows where Tupac at? He's somewhere, bro. He's somewhere. Tupac we don't know somewhere. where, but he's somewhere. Uh, Biggie predicted 9-11. Okay, let me look this up. Hold on. <laughs> Actually, I thought that, too. But he was really talking about the first time the World Trade Center was attacked. Oh yeah, not, time to get paid. Blow up like oh yeah, that's yeah, that's yeah, because it got bombed in the nineties. Yeah, early nineties specifically. Yeah, oh yeah, niggas tweaking, but that's hilarious as hell. Uh, Illuminati killed Nipsey Hussle. Look, man, y'all niggas is some head asses, bro. And that's all I'm saying in regards to that. Illuminati killed Nipsey. Hussle. I'm happy. Forgot about that. Um, R.I.P. Nipsey Hussle. R.I.P. Nipsey. But, uh, Nipsey, but the uh, whole Illuminati doing that kind of died down. Like, it yeah. was a point in time where we were there. Was, people was blaming the Illuminati for everything. Mm-hmm. Everything on the Illuminati. Um, Illuminati ain't killed Nipsey Hussle, man. No, no, that was a nigga who was just bitter and upset. And he he acted a damn fool, but uh, six nine is the FBI informant. That's freaking true. That's not even a conspiracy. That's true. <laughs> that's facts. That's a fact, G. <laughs> like that is a six huge ass FBI fact. Informant. Like, that nigga is a secret agent, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, like bro, <laughs> stay away like, from him, please. <laughs> but, uh, secret uh, agent in the relationship with DJ Academics. Death Row serial killings. <laughs> serial killings? Death Row serial killers. It's killings, yeah. Serial killings. I don't think serial killings is the word for what they do. Hold on. Let me put in Death Row records. Because I, I just... It's, some of these I'm just surprised is not... You can't find on Google. Damn, bro. Damn, hey, look, man, if Suge Knight was actually sending goons to kill people, I wouldn't be mad. I wouldn't be shocked. Let's put it that way. I wouldn't put it past them. Uh, yeah. Next. Next tier. Um, the outlaws smoked Tupac's ashes. <laughs> if you don't know who the outlaws is... By the way, to give context, the Outlaws is the niggas who he had on at the end of uh, Hit Em Up. People that he was really, really close with. 
and who looked up to him. Uh, the smoking his ashes though. Gee, if that's the case, G, Tupac was the first rapper to be a pack. I don't think Tupac is not like that. <laughs> I mean, uh, all the crazy stuff Death Row we've been affiliated with, I don't think they smoke Tupac ass. Yeah, it was like, come on, G. <laughs> uh, Nation of Islam controls rap. <laughs> what? The nation of Islam controls rap. <laughs> Come on. That don't make any sense to me. At all. Um, Nicki Minaj does not exist. What? <laughs> I never heard this too before. Why? Okay, so then who is, who is, who is Nicki Minaj? Exactly. <laughs> Oh, no, let me see. Look, look, I'm trying to Google these on the go. The guy does not exist. Let's see. Hold on. No, no, no. Let's Google not exist. No, no. I don't see nothing that really says that. But I would say my assumption would be because I guess when you gotta remember, like when she do when she used to do those stiff ass poses and stuff. I guess people consider her like a wax figure or something. Or like a really, really, really life doll Barbie that was a puppet. So I guess they consider that her not existing. That's some, that's some horror movie shit. Really is. Uh, but that's Big Cat. Um, Little Wayne was molested. Uh, I don't get that one either. I'm guessing Birdman. Oh, they talk about that video. It's, it's on one of Wayne's documentaries. I think it's the Carter Three documentary. I don't think so. But he was talking to Lil Twist, and he was like, "Lil Twist, you ain't fucking yet." And Lil Twist was like, "Nah." He was like, "You ain't supposed to because you a man. You supposed to because you got money." Like, ah. It was just you know the old people, you know, grown yeah. people, messing kids, or whatever. Yeah. Then he was like, "I'm gonna do you like Baby did me." Yeah, oh, I remember. Yup, talked about a time when he was in, he was with all cash money, and then with some females. And Birdman was like, "Man, stop with Wayne a little bit." <laughs> Wayne was like, "Oh, snap, hey, you know what I'm saying?" That's, yeah, that's basically yeah. what um what they talking about. Yeah, so it's like people they take the they take the clip and they say they take when he was like, "I'm gonna do y'all, I'm gonna do you like Baby did me." And then they stop it right there. I'm like, did y'all not watch the whole thing? <laughs> it's on YouTube. It's on YouTube. It is. But you know how some people are, G. Uh, let's go to the next tier. Uh, Rick Ross Industry Ghost Rider. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I, Hey, I kind of agree with that. I wouldn't be shocked if like Rick Ross was shocked. like the, the universal ghost rider for a lot of niggas, G. Cause it was a point in time where Rick Ross was like just laying low. You know what I'm saying? Like he he really wasn't doing much, just chilling. He was, and niggas was rapping better. Man, I really wouldn't be surprised. Plus, Ross kind of strikes me as the guy. If he was the industry ghostwriter, he wouldn't be kind of he wouldn't be real adamant about it. Like 
he wouldn't try to make it known. You know what I'm saying? He'd just yeah. like he'd do his thing and just let the people eat. You know what I'm saying? Instead of like putting his name out there. Exactly. I don't know. That's just how I feel about it. No, I I agree. I agree with that. Uh, the, yo, they bogus for this one. KRS One founded Me Too movement. They bogus. What? So, okay. One of the ladies that founded Me Too, she does favor KRS-One, but y'all niggas bogus as hell, G. Wow. That's ignorant. It's very ignorant because, like, it, like, she was on the uh, Surviving Art Kelly doc because that's how some people actually saw her face because they put... Because I forgot the lady name, but they said founder of one of the co-founders or something of me too and people's like yo why sure you like krs1 so since then they said that's that he founded me too so yeah <laughs> uh what else is here on this one 9-11 music uh party music uh okay yeah that's yeah i don't want to dig on that uh, Tupac's Islands. <laughs> Tupac is in all of these. <laughs> Tupac. Tupac is probably the biggest conspiracy theory of them all, bro. He is. Like, come on, G. <laughs> okay. uh, Tupac, like he... Tupac Island. Okay. I mean, <laughs> it's, 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 but yo, Tupac is crazy. The way Tupac was talking, bro, he, he you know what I'm saying? It's not. It's not far off, bro. Is the not. way Tupac be talking and what he was trying to do with uh, where Death Row was it Death Row West? Yeah, something like that. Yeah, you know what I mean. I wouldn't be surprised, bro. Not at all. Tupac, uh, I, <laughs> Tupac was out. He was uh ahead of ahead of the game. Definitely. Moving on. Uh, next here. Dipset did nine eleven. I heard that, bro. I heard, I heard that, bro. It, people are ignorant. Nine Eleven is in all these too. What the heck? There's <laughs> an article I found on uh, this website. It says revisiting Dipset's complicated and provocative relationship with Nine Eleven. Let's see, 18 years ago, blah, 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 blah. We had a lot of terrorist attacks and blah, blah, blah. No, no better, <laughs> no act better exemplified this act than Harlem Collective, the diplomats. In September 2001, Cameron wasn't yet a rap icon, blah, blah, blah. He was blah, 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 blah. Early 2002 was also blah, blah, blah. I'm trying to see the, themselves as, wait, as the anti-heroes of rap. The crew played patriotic imagery with an eagle as their logo, and they had a song called Ground Zero, where they declared that they made 9-11 music. However, they also called themselves the Dipset Taliban and Harlem's Al-Qaeda, and compared themselves <laughs> favorably to Al-Qaeda leader Osama Bin Laden. <laughs> Can I just say something to the people out there, man? Do not take what you hear in rap music, literally. Please. Oh, my God. We are creative artists. 
and we take things from pop culture and news and media, and we just we just flip it and just make it into our own little thing. Bro, but stop taking things and get pop so serious. Gee. On a song, I love you. Joel said Teddy was empathetic to 9/11 victims with lines like "the broken pieces of towers left as their graves." But in the original version of the song, he rhymed, "I worship the Prophet, the great Muhammad Ahmad Atta, for his courage behind the wheel of the plane." Nigga said, "Dip said did 9/11, bro." I'm done. Yo, I'm crying, G. That's the funniest one of the night. Hey, name this episode Dipset Dip. <laughs> no, man, I'm not naming that shit. Nope. No, bro. Nope. Oh, bro. G, last thing I need is Jim Jones or Cameron in my mentions or my in my DM say, hey, take that shit down, man. <laughs> take that shit down. <laughs> then a plane. Okay, put it in put it in quotation. Okay, there you go. Put it in quotation. I'll probably do it like that. I don't know. I think about it. G. But Dip said then nine eleven LMAO. This is crazy. <laughs> Not to mention the Joe Santana would dress up in full American United States of American attire. Consistently. He was American man. Oh man. <laughs> that man was dressed as patriotic as it got for a nigga. That, like, Joel's, Joel said Tanner made 4th of July fits cool. <laughs> that nigga was the 4th of July. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> that, that, that was hilarious. All right, what else is in this one? Uh, Kendrick's Mad City Murder Confession. Look. I'm one of those people that do believe in that Kendrick probably maybe murdered somebody. <laughs> I'm I mean, leaning. listening to it, you, you kind of think, like, is he talking about himself? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It, 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 it's, it's real. It's, it's a lot of ways you can look at it. I was, I was, I was listening to it. That's not what I was thinking. Yeah, it's like, never know. like, it's, it's been a theory and it's like, in like each of his albums that he dropped where that he, he get he's getting closer to admitting that he murdered somebody <laughs> because they said in mad city is just him throwing it out there and then they said on to pimp a butterfly some of his problems even though the album is more about him gaining fame so they said some of the problems is uh that he was like talking about emotionally was him dealing with the fact that he killed somebody and then damn it's him going through the emotions of it So it's like they say we're getting closer to him just admitting that he committed a murder, which is hilarious. <laughs> so uh, I, I'm the next album is called Look, man, Kendrick outright says, "Yeah, I killed that nigga on the opening track on the car." I'm like, yeah, if he outright says, yeah, man, I ain't Kung Fu Kitty no more, G. I'm, I'm freaking Kenny with the uh, with the Blakes, G. I'm like, all right, bro. I get it, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, what else we got here? Cash money, human trafficking. Next. 
I'm not touching that G though. <laughs> Beyonce uh, surrogate mother. Look, I think that's actually a fact now at this point. It's a fact, but we don't know. Because it's believed that Blue Ivy was a surrogate child. We don't know. It's a possibility. Who knows? Um, what I just say? In 444, Jay-Z said something. He said, um, all the stillborns, because I wasn't present, your body wouldn't accept it. I think it was just going more along the lines of the fact that that they had probably, that Beyonce, that's, that wasn't the first time Beyonce was pregnant. So it was just like, hey. Uh, I'm saying is that what? what they're connecting this theory yeah to. probably but we also saw Beyonce pregnant with those twins and those twins was beating her ass during that pregnancy so we don't know but I would it's I'm leaning towards the side that she probably was surrogate for the uh, for Blue Ivy who knows hey yo I'm, I'm crying loud right? you said what you said what they said 50 Cent shot himself. Look, man, no niggas shoots himself nine times, bro. What? No, 50 Cent did not shoot himself nine times, bro. I feel like if you shot yourself, you have a lower chance of surviving if mm-hmm. you shoot yourself nine times. You unloading a whole clip on yourself and hitting each time is pretty damn tough. You have to, you're just close range. <laughs> That's close range each time, bro. You shooting yourself. Exactly. That's super close range, bro. You dead. You're gonna die. That's exactly. Suicide. So like, gee, no, <laughs> no. Uh, uh triple X prophecy. Look, I wasn't much of a fan of little folks, so I'm not really sure much of those prophecies. But let's just go ahead and Google that real quick. Uh, let's see. Let's see prophecies. Let's see. Anything pop up? Oh, it's, oh yeah, his death predictions. I'm guessing. Ah. Yeah, I think that was just when they were just saying. That. But like, if you look, the nigga rapped about death often, so I'm not about to sit there and get that much. <laughs> so fulfilling prophecy. Yeah. So um, that brings us to the next tier for uh, Drake Kill Triple X. <laughs> I remember <laughs> that shit too. I remember that shit vividly. And hey, you niggas should be ashamed of yourselves. G. You think Drake could pull some shit like that? You never know. <laughs> You're right, but G. They seem in uh look. <laughs> it, it, with Drake, anything's possible. But I don't think. Drake had any ill will towards that little nigga. Crept down a block, made a right, <laughs> hit the box, <laughs> <laughs> paid a price. Bro, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Uh, I do not think Drake killed no. I don't now, think it was that serious at all. Of a beef. I don't even think. I didn't even know they had a beef. Let Drake alone, barely bro. responds to beef. Exactly. So. Like, come on, bro. But the fact is, now, if you want to sit there and say, did Drake take uh, Quentin Miller's foot? Yes, I believe that. 
OVO I, goons, man. Like, the OVO goons, but what you still sent by Drake. Did he do that? I'm probably leaning towards yes. If we ever get the chance to interview Drake, I want to ask him, how do you feel about Quentin Miller's foot being chopped, chopped off? <laughs> I want I want to I want I'm gonna analyze that nigga's facial reaction. <laughs> you gonna plead the fifth. <laughs> he said so. Uh, yeah. Next question. I'm like, I'm just asking you about nigga foot, bro. Like, the man went through a lot. So. <laughs> man, Quentin and Miller that, went through. He didn't need. He didn't deserve what he went through. Yeah, that dude went through hell, G. So all jokes aside, we do know quite a bit that you went through it. But between them dream chases and them OVO goons, you really had it rough for just being collateral, technically. Uh, uh, what else we got here? Mm. The Illuminati ball. What is that? I don't know. <laughs> but... It's a ball. The Illuminati ball. I think they talk about the uh, Met Gala. Ah. Uh. If I had to guess, the Met Gala. But, uh, yeah, not much. I could, not really anything in here. The NWA serves NWO. I don't know what that's supposed to mean. <laughs> the New World Order. I guess. Yeah. Uh, The coat of Dr. Sebi. Look, man. Nick Cannon, Nipsey were the only niggas I know who openly support Dr. Sebi. So, and Nick Cannon. Didn't they say Dr. Sebi, Dr. Uh, what was his name again? Sebi? Yeah. They said he was somebody's pops. I never knew that. I don't remember whose pops they said he was. They said he was somebody's pops. If that dude has, hold on, let me see. Dr. Sebi. Oh, yeah, they said it was Nipsey Hussle's pops. Oh, cat! Okay. Come on, man. Shut, shut the f- people stop. Come on, man. Uh, uh, literally, we just saw that uh, dude's dude, father. New rappers are deep fakes. I don't know what the hell that's supposed to mean. A deep fake. Deep fake. I don't know what the hell that's supposed to mean. Like that—that's pretty vague and a weird phrasing. Kid boo. Uh, Raylian movement. <laughs> I don't know what Raylian movement means. I don't know what Me neither. Means. I don't even want to dig into that. Um, okay, we got one more. All rappers are gay. <laughs> well, it's always this one dude. It was. Uh, it's this one dude I used to know. That dude literally was talking about uh how literally he believes all rappers have to go through something some shit to be to get a record there they gotta be gay and then they use young thug as an example i'm like nigga that's like what i'm like that makes no sense or they say andre 3000 i'm like gee i like no so and then they also bring up lil wayne too but i'm just like gee on that video where they they go in all the songs in hip hop, and they say all the stuff ass lines. Now, nah, yes, there is a very no, that that's a very flat. And we won't go over that video on probably a future episode. It's a lot of sus lines, but 
and there's no defending that some of that, especially Biggie. Biggie's probably the sus god in terms of bars. But bro, Biggie was Biggie was a lot more straightforward. He was like, "Hey, I know this is some gay ass shit, but I'm gonna say it anyway because it's funny. I don't care." Exactly. But some of the other lines were like, "Yo, I'm intending to try to sound cold, and I'm about to say this." It's like, did you did you reread that before you recorded? Exactly. It's like, like, did you think, like, yo, maybe this is, maybe this is kind of gay. Very. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, There's some hard dudes, like no homo. It's like some real, like hard music. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, going in. What he say? He said you might have. I forgot who it was. But he was like, you might have more money. On style to me, but you ain't got the skills to eat. <laughs> you, ain't, you ain't got the skills to eat a dick. <laughs> Wait, what? Bro. I don't, I, don't want, I, don't, I don't want those skills, bro. Like, <laughs> you don't got the skills to eat a nigga ass like me. Hey, that's I remember that line. I just don't remember who said it, but that's filthy as hell. Uh, the one that's this last one is a little off because I don't know some of these, but uh, big Birdman Big Oil is hilarious as hell. <laughs> to think that Birdman has a big oil uh, rig or something is hilarious. Wait, what is sentient SoundCloud? I think it just means that SoundCloud could be the cause of the, a Terminator movie. <laughs> sentient SoundCloud. Oh, because SoundCloud is breeding a whole bunch of random ass rappers. Yeah, it just that some people think SoundCloud just burst these niggas. G. Is it true? This is true. Uh, Beyonce stem cell project. Okay. I'm not. It says avoid. I'm not touching that at all. At all. Uh, let's let's not. Yeah, we're not even going to touch that. Um, Rihanna, Rain Man. Oh, Is that okay. because they said the uh, umbrella was really about squirting? I heard about that, yeah. I went back and listened to the song after I heard about that. Uh, I took my headphones out and I cut my music off. And I didn't listen to music for like 48 hours. <laughs> Damn. After that. <laughs> I should have used to sing that song. Yeah, I'm like, come on, man. But uh, that's all the theories, G, that we're going to hit. Because <laughs> some of those are just outrageous. Some of them are just like, wow. Some of them was like, wow. Just really wow. Lil Uzi Hell concert. It's funny. That's wild. <laughs> but <laughs> that's just so wild. Like, what the heck? Hell like, concert. Like, I'm kind of glad I never went to a Uzi concert because. Up, man. If I was at that concert when he said that, I rock with Uzi. If I was at that concert when he said that, I would have went. I'm, the I'm, I'm walking out. <laughs> I'm like, where the exit? I would have went to the concession stand, got some snacks, and took my ass home. I'm talking about get some snacks. I, I'm I'm finding the nearest exit. I'm like, all right, bro, because I don't know where you about to send me. My parents for uh, giving them a hard time about going to that concert. Uh, <laughs> 
That was yeah, why I right. always did. <laughs> like, yeah, you was right, man. You was right. Be that way. But, yeah, so it's a lot of rap conspiracies. A lot of music conspiracies as a whole, but just remember, they're conspiracy for a reason. And some of these are just outright outrageous. Especially Dipset being the cause of 9-11. Yo. <laughs> that's probably the most... Besides the Tupac one, that's probably the most wild one on this That, that is list. just outrageous. <laughs> Very outrageous, but... We appreciate right. you guys for listening. Uh, make sure you buy some merch off Teespring. You tweaking media will pop up if you search it. Uh, once again, 30% off UTM30. Use that code UTM30 to get decent little deals off your you, you tweaking media merch. G on the Real will greatly appreciate that. Make sure you uh, follow us on whatever streaming platform you listen to us on. SoundCloud, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. We own that bit. And follow me on Twitter at deep underscore Chris underscore J. Greatly appreciate that. Throw it, go ahead and throw you in your plugs, bro. Go ahead and follow your boy on uh, Instagram, Twitter, at ChazVibes, C-H-A-Z-V-I-B-E. Um, got some nice music coming out real soon. Do-rag season. Hopefully coming out January 2021. Hopefully. I need somebody to invest because I have a lot of songs to record, man. Studio time coffee. Got some nice music out. Got about five singles out on uh, Apple Music, Spotify, all platforms, Jazz Five, T H A G, V I B E. Go stream your boy. Definitely great. Yep, definitely. So make sure you check out that Chaz Vibe. Got some vibe to your playlist. Make sure you get some you tweaking in your ear for the next hour or whatever when you got time to listen to us, G. But we appreciate you guys for listening and peace. So.